The Sanford Bulldogs travel to Jordan-Hare Stadium for a Week 3 matchup versus Auburn. Let's talk about it on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. What is up, Auburn family? What is up, Uptempo gang? I'm your host, Dustin Smith. Joined as always by my guy, 251 legend, Blake Lane. We are in here today to talk about the upcoming week three matchup. Our Auburn Tigers take on the Sanford Bulldogs. Little in-state matchup, Blake. One final tune-up before we start off this conference play. But first, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing great, Dustin. We hit 1,000 subs on the YouTube channel, man. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you, all the Auburn fans out there. We consider you family. You guys know that. Uh, we're just super excited to to keep expanding this channel, uh, keep growing, and and keep producing uh, electric content for each and every one of you. So if you're if you're new here, maybe this is your first time watching us. Uh, we thank you as well for joining in. Uh, just you know, thank you for giving us your time, man. Uh, we're excited for Auburn football back in Jordan here, uh, a night game under the lights in Jordan here, uh, Dustin. I know that place is going to be electric. Yeah, it's Sanford. But one thing I love about this, man, is Auburn keeps the money in the state. Uh, and and I really I really do like that, especially a, a small a small school like Sanford, man, really helping that program out on the FCS level. Uh, I know they got uh, I know they got smacked around last week, uh, but giving those kids a chance to play inside of Jordan Hare Stadium. Uh, and and getting to um, show off some of their skill sets, uh, so I'm excited to have them. Hopefully, we can we can run it up and and get out of there and start looking forward to Texas A&M. Yeah, man. Well, like you mentioned before, we get into the preview in this game. I just want to say thank you as well to everybody who's been watching, been subbing. It's just been awesome, man. If you haven't subbed yet, hit that button. But the 1K was a big benchmark for us. It opens up a lot of opportunities for us. So we really appreciate it. And it's only up from here, man. We're going to keep doing big things. And uh, like you said on Twitter the other day, big shout out to all our guys over the War Report. We appreciate you guys believing in this. It means a whole lot to us. Blake, best case, worst case scenario is going to be our first segment here. So knocking on wood, right? I think we're going to win the game Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, worst case scenario is obviously you lose. But 28-0-1 tie, all-time versus Sanford. So, I'm going to gonna go out on a limb here and say we get the dub. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. best case versus worst case scenario, let's go best case first. Best case for you, Blake, coming out of Saturday night. We go on our post game, 10 o'clock on the War Report. What's got you feeling good? Best case for, for this Saturday night? Yes, sir. Just this game alone. <sighs> Peyton Thorne throws the ball down the field and he gets it going early and gets some confidence heading into Texas A&M next Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, we got to push the ball down the field, man. Uh, I also I want to see the screen game uh, get put into play. I feel like we haven't done that enough. I heard that all offseason is we were going to run screens and things like that, quick hitters. Uh, not it just feels slow right now. It just feels so uh, like we're like we're just in mud, Dustin. I want us to come out, have a little up tempo. Obviously, that means having success on first down. All right, but man, get up tempo, get moving. All right, get to the line of scrimmage, make your call, push the ball down the field, get some confidence in you to throw to those big time receivers, a Cam Brown, 
All right. We we haven't heard these guys enough. Shane Hooks. We haven't heard these guys enough. We haven't. Look, I want to see, I want to see Peyton let everything go, Dustin, and play football. All right. Stop looking over your shoulder. Stop being late on throws. Take us back to that 2021 season at Michigan State. I want to see that Peyton Thorne. That is my best case scenario is that we go in, we have confidence, we push the ball down the field, we we continue to improve on that side of the ball. Nobody gets hurt. We we damn sure don't need anybody to get hurt on that defensive side. Yeah, for sure. Nobody gets hurt, and you come out of there with a dominant win and start preparing for, for Aggie land. Yeah. I'm going to give you some names, Blake. And uh, I'm going to give you some names of some pass catchers. I want you to tell me how many receptions you would like to see them have Saturday. First off, Jay Fair. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to start throwing that dude the ball more. Hey, I was watching that watch the film uh, with Ike over on the War Report. Jay was open a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of he guys were. He, he was open. All right. We got to start getting him the ball, man. We we got to start feeding him the ball. Uh, because when he gets it in his hands, he's electric. You yeah. saw that at Cal the other night. They made that one boy look dumb. Oh boy, had a beat on him. He just yeah. Come on now, come on, talk to me. I I'd love to see Jay. Uh, I, I'd love to see Jay touch it five six times, man. And and I would go more, but obviously, you know, it's Sanford. I just don't know how long right. he's gonna be out there. Right, right. Uh, Rivaldo. Again, more, all right? More, feed him more, <laughs> give it to him as much as you as much as you can, man. This dude, an absolute beast. That catch he made the other night at Cal, uh, what was it, third and third and sixteen, third yeah. fifteen, third and sixteen. Uh and him just coming back to the football, catching it on his shoelaces, man. Uh, what a what a hell of a play! Big time players make big time plays in big time games, man. Uh, and then obviously him going up and getting it in the end zone. I want to see him over the middle of the field more, though, Dustin. Yeah, I, I, I want to see him eating there. Uh, but you you got to draw it up for him, man. Once again, you you instead of him getting two or three targets, this dude's got to get six, seven, eight targets. Mm-hmm. Early too. Get him established early. Don't wait till the yeah. second half to throw him the ball. Yes. Look, we waited, six, we waited six quarters to throw the kid the ball. Your three guys are Jay or Jay Fair. I always want to say <laughs> it's a tongue twister, bro, because I say it, but Jay Fair, Var, all right, and Rivaldo. Those are your three dudes. All right. Now, obviously, you have the Shane Hooks and Cam Rounds and and uh, the kid from North Texas, Jair Shorter. Uh, you have those guys, but we know who the three established dudes are, and you need to feed them, man. You've got to feed them. Peyton's got to get going early Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my best case before we get into our worst case is just obviously injuries and just to get some rhythm established offensively. Um it's got to be a guy. It's got to be Peyton Thorne. Quit rotating the guys. I don't think you're going to see that this week at all. Um, I, I I would bet my paycheck that you don't see uh, Robbie and Peyton switching out mid-drives. I'm going to say at all this week. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't think you see it at all. I think you see Peyton, and then you see whoever the number two quarterback is come oh. in after that. 
Yeah. Um, here's my <laughs> thing. Here's my thing with that. So Peyton or uh, excuse me, Robbie, we're, we're eight quarters down here and I haven't seen him throw the ball downfield one time. It makes me think that you don't trust him to do it. And uh, still hearing the same things about Holden's performance in practice that he throws the best ball, right? He's, he's only getting better every single day. So if you don't trust Robbie to throw the ball down the field, which so far I don't believe you do, um, yep. he appears to be a gadget player from what we've seen two games in. You keep yep. saying Robbie's got to get his touches. He's got to get his touches. You're not saying Robbie's got to get be the be quarterback. You're saying Robbie's got to get his touches. And then it was the interesting comment that you made this week about Robbie and Holden are nipping at his heels. So that tells you that Robbie's not too far ahead of Holden in that two spot. And based off of what I've seen, just from my play calling, eight quarters in, and you haven't seen Robbie, I haven't seen Robbie throw the ball down the field. So like you, Blake, I'm just making a little, I'm just looking at it and observing and saying, I wonder, I wonder who the real number two is. If, if, if it's not Peyton Thorne, it, it very well, I would be willing to bet it's actually Holden that comes out to run the full on offense. I'm with you on that. You know, Dustin, Look, we love Robbie, right? Um, but there's just there's just nothing there in the passing game, man. Like they're not they're obviously not gonna let him throw the football, right? And then the other night at Cal, he's running to the sidelines, he tosses one back into to double coverage. It should have been picked. Uh and and I think Hugh after that, he's just kind of like, oh, man. And, and people are like, well, that's why he doesn't throw the football right there because he puts the ball in dangerous spots, right? But there's no there's no fluidity to this offense, man. Right. Like, we get to the 50 the other night. We're driving. And then, bang, we're rotating quarterbacks. And it's a false start because you're you're listening to a different cadence. All right. It's 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 a, a, a negative play. All right. Because guess what? Robbie comes in and they know what's coming. The little sweep around the left end. Their safeties are five within five yards of the line of scrimmage because they know nine is in the backfield and they're not going to let him throw it. So there's <clears throat> there's nothing positive coming from this. And I think we have to bump holding to the two spot. Or if you're going to leave Robbie in that two spot, let him throw the football. Let him be a quarterback. Yeah. Let him be a quarterback. All right. If you're going to leave him there, let him be a quarterback. And if he doesn't work out, then you got Holden there. Put him in there. Let's see what happens there. All right. But I I fully think with Hughes' comments, Dustin, with him saying that Robbie and and Holden were nipping at the heels, I think he's trying to keep Peyton's mind sharp and saying, "Hey, look, we're going to just let you go out there and play." But now you got to play. It's time to step up. And if you don't step up, I got two dudes back here that are willing to go in and take your spot. Yeah. Peyton's got to step up. That's simple and plain, man. Like he, he's got to uh, he's got to stop throwing the ball off his back foot because what happens when you throw the ball off your back foot? You leave it high. What happened at Cal the other night? people can say what they want to Dustin about that ball hitting Shane hooks in the hands, bro. That ball was high. That ball was high and it got picked off. You know, you got to stop throwing the ball off your back foot. You got to, 
you, you got to stop being late. That's the biggest thing. He's late. He's late. Go watch the film on Ike. All right. There's a ball to Jay. Jay Fair up the scene. I think it late in the third quarter, maybe early in the fourth. And he's late on it. It's there for a first down. Jay beat the guy. All right. He won the route. He's open. You just got to hit him. But he's not doing it right now. Now, I am okay because it's only the second game of the season. All right. And my God, we just out talented Cal. All right. We were just better. We were just better than they were. We caught a break. All right. But now there's no way we can go to Aggie Land next week playing like this. If so, we're going to get beat. So it's time to take this Sanford game, put it all together, find something, and get ready for next week. Yeah. So to your point about it, to everything really you just said, it's it's about Peyton Thorne. It, that's part of my best-case scenario is getting out of this thing with like a 52-10 to 10 type win and starting to see some kind of rhythm get established. Because you talk about the interception of Shane Hooks being a little bit high. Um, and then also apparently Shane Rooks ran the route a little bit too shallow. So that's, so it's it, both guys messed up and that's a communication thing. That's a guy that wasn't here in the spring comes in and fall camp. They played two games together. That's why if, going back to UMass, I said, I wanted us to throw the ball a lot in the first half. I knew we could blow UMass off the ball, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to see Peyton Thorne go 10 of 17 and Robbie go two for six. That's, yep. that was a waste of pass attempts to me. I want to see Peyton be whatever in 25, not 10 to 17. That don't show me nothing. And then the next week you come out here and I mean, he's, well, he's completed 19 passes on the year. Like that's not even a, a thing with him this week. I want to see fluidity in the game plan. I, I want to see one quarterback for an entire half. If you get into a third and in inches or whatever on the goal line, sure. But switching these guys out in the middle of the drives and all that, no more of that. I want to see some receivers catching some intermediate routes. For the love of God, I like. I get hard when I see us connect on a slant route. More of them, more slants, yes. more crossing routes. The one that Jay Fair scored on—that's the route right there. We'd have not ran in about ten years. More of those, more of those. Let's see these. Get our ball. Get the get our balls. Get the balls in the hands of the playmakers, man. Whatever it takes. That's the northwest Northwestern fans are listening. Like, hey. yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Cade McNamara thing at Iowa? Oh, what'd he do? Oh, bro, he was doing his weekly presser. And they were like, man, what are some things that you guys got to do this week? And he was like, well, man, he's like, these guys are going to come. And he's like, they're going to come a lot. And then he's like, and he just starts busting out laughing at himself for like 10 minutes, man. He is just dying laughing. And I, I lost it. Because he's ear to ear, man, just losing it. It was hilarious. Yeah, this kind of ties into uh, what we were just talking about here. But on what I want to see, one thing I do want to see, Blake, is I want to see no turnovers. Two. No no turnovers, clean up the penalties, and 27 got to get going. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that I've seen this week of people saying uh, this whole idea about hiding the offense. Well, you just don't want to show everything you got till you go to college station. The time for that's over with. Once you get to College Station, the season's one four for the way through. We're almost there. And football don't work that way. 
You can't just walk out on the field and go, okay, today's the day that we're going to show what we got. Today's the day we're going to do it. Doesn't work that way, man. You got to be doing it. And right now, these receivers aren't on the same page. Jarquez is rusty. These running backs are rotating a lot. More Jeremiah Cobb. We need much more Jeremiah Cobb. Um, so there's just a lot of things, man. Get these offensive line established. Let's let's find out who our guys are. Let's get this 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 constant rotation of O line. No sir. Another thing, my guy Jeremiah Wright graded out as the worst one of the worst offensive linemen in the SEC last week. Better than that, Jeremiah. were better than that. Jeremiah Wright's better than that. And a lot of those guys, the only guy that really had a good game on the offensive line was Cam Studs. So the rest of the guys this week, you got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. Um, because I look over here at Western Western Carolina versus Sanford last Saturday. Cole Gonzalez for Western Carolina went 29 of 35, 262 yards. Desmond Reed went for 27 carries for 170 yards. Like, if Western Carolina Catamouths quarterback can go 29 for 35, I I need to see Peyton Thorne work. They scored like 30 unanswered, didn't they? Yeah, dude. Like I I, I mean I just I got to see more, bro. Like yeah. there's there's no reason why we can't uh we can't hop on this and, and make this thing click. Uh Blake take over real quick, brother. I'm having some computer issues. Yeah, you're good, man. Um what what I want to see is what a great point that you brought up. Um, hey, I'm back. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Um, I want to see uh, the offensive line. All right, I want to see one unit. I want to see us go down the field for a drive or two or three and get this thing ironed out. Get it going, man. Get it going. Let's find us a group that we can really run with. Could that be an issue? I mean, honestly, could that be an issue for Peyton or Robbie or whoever plays quarterback? Is it the rotating offensive line? Could that be an issue? Like, I want to see one unit come together and take us on a drive, man. Um, like you said, Jarquez and the Rust, he's got to be better. We got to get him going. We're going to need him at 11 a.m. next week at Kyle Field. Got to have him. Uh, and I want to continue to see – this front seven, man. Uh, I want to see them continuously get better. Flying to the football. Eugene, dog. Who? Like I said, I just watched the uh, watched the film with Ike. And Buddy just absolutely met the block, shedded it, and then went straight downhill and made a tackle on third down. That was just one of the plays – one of the better plays you're going to see on Auburn's defense this year. I mean, the dude – the dude's unbelievable, man. I mean, what a guy to have. You know, and you really just started hearing him late summer in fall camp. You know, people started really hyping him up. Hey, how is this dude not on the field? And now you're getting to see uh, everything that, that he uh, – that we heard coming from North Carolina, the great prospect that he was. Uh, and so I just want to continue to see uh, guys like Cam Riley, man. All right, I saw you overrun a I saw you overrun a play the other night. Could have been a stop for a yard or two. Instead, they end up getting five or six. I need to see you get better. All right, Wesley Steiner. I thought, hey, 
Let me let me say something real quick. My buddy took a my buddy took a lot of heat last year. I thought he didn't play the best game at Cal, but my buddy was in on some plays. Okay, mm-hmm. my buddy my buddy did his job. And last week I said, all right, with Austin Keys going down, I said Wesley Steiner, you got to step up. Congrats, big man. Congrats. Dude Dude was in on some plays. Now, did he play the best game? No. Will he ever play the highest graded game? Probably not. But we're going to need him throughout the year. All right? I want to see these guys continue to get better. Jason Jones is a freak. All right? He's a freak. Jalen McLeod, I'm impressed of how well he tackles out in the open field, Dustin. Mm, he's, he definitely sets the edge for us when it comes to the running. You know, when, when they're rushing the ball, man, he is crucial to that. Um, very, very impressive stuff that he did versus Cal. And this is a team in Sanford that's going to throw the ball a ton. They're going to yeah. test our secondary a lot. So it's really going to be about the pass rush. Kildrick Falk was the lowest rated defender on our team last week. Now, I said all summer, Blake, Kildrick was going to start slow. Mm-hmm. That he was going to be asked to do a lot because of the depth that he probably wasn't ready for yet. And if you remember, I specifically said AM, Georgia, LSU is going to be real rough for the young man. And I think yeah. he would turn it on in the second half. It doesn't surprise me that his first road game versus a Power Five team. I'm a little surprised at how bad the grade was, but um, I expect a bounce back week from him. And, you know, these are freshmen. Kay and Lee, though, my dude was ready. No Nehemiah Pritchett, K and Lee has been ready to go. Um, I would really like to see Nehemiah come back this week. I would really like to see JD come back this week. I'd like to see us get some of those bodies back in that secondary. And um, yeah, it's like the Jalen McClouds, all those guys that are that are flirting with injuries, the Cam Browns that haven't been, uh, the uh Coy Moores, all those guys that are kind of they're, they're right there. I need to see those guys get there, man, because after this. Here we go. And we just got to avoid the big one, right? Like we can't have a starting go lineman or a, a starting D lineman. There's certain positions where we cannot have – they're going to go down at some point, but you can't have them go down versus Sanford, right? Like, Yeah, we got to get in and get out. We got to get in and get out halftime. All right, your starters, get in, get out. That's just – you got to put a lot of points up uh, and get out of there. Yes, sir. Before we get in over here and make our SEC picks this week and then get into our uh, final predictions for the game here, guys, go over to Home Field Apparel, type in the code UPTEMPO. You will get 15% off your purchase. They got everything that you need over there. There's nothing that they don't have at Home Field Apparel. So help us out, man. Help yourself out. Go over there. Use the code UPTEMPO. Also, a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of new subs, Blake, like you talked about at the beginning of the show. People have been messaging me on Twitter asking how can I help support the show. Go to the warportshop.com, the Level Up t-shirt. I got one right here. Let me reach out of the view of the camera for a second to show this sexy-ass shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get you one of these, man. Go over to the warportshop.com. Uh, they're $25. Go over there and hook yourself up with one of those as I knock my Red Bull over and just knock over everything over here. Um so go do that. Friday night, me and Blake going to be on the scene in Foley, Alabama. Bryce Kane versus Perry Thompson. I'm here to tell you guys right now that boy Bryce Kane is something serious. Perry Thompson having a rough time getting the ball this year. We're hoping that that kind of changes Friday night. I want to see these boys light it up, man. But a, a ton of premium content coming out for our members. We've had a nice little jump in memberships this week as well. So 
next Wednesday, that membership pod will be coming out for you guys as well. Give me any questions, anything that you guys want me to look for uh, Friday night, Blake to look for, um, any recruiting questions that you guys have, I can definitely check with sources and find out what's going on. So uh, that will be up for you guys as well. Shout out to all our members, all our new members. We really appreciate you guys for joining. Uh, Blake, you got anything before we get into these picks, man? Uh, <laughs> just Perry today on TikTok, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> he he posted TikTok and he's like got four dudes on his hip pocket right last Friday <laughs> night when I was there. And by the way, for our members, like I couldn't make a recruiting pod and give you highlights of Perry because he literally had five <laughs> people on his on him at all times. Okay, um, so it was really hard when he had two catches for what thirteen yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he posted a TikTok and everything, and, you know, I, I responded to it, and he responded back, and, you know, we got a little laugh out of it and everything. But uh, I can't wait to see Bryce Kane and Perry Thompson go at it, man. It, it was uh, – it's going to be a blast. And, uh, look, this is a big 7A uh, Region 1 matchup. So, uh, if Baker wins, Baker and Mary Montgomery are probably going to play uh, for that uh, region region championship. Right. Uh, I think Mary Montgomery's got to play Fairhope this weekend, so that'll be a that'll be a, a tough one. But uh, MGM man, their quarterback. I know he's going to South Alabama, but my goodness, he is. Uh, I don't want to say he's better than South, but he's better than South. <laughs> I, I know. I know he has family and stuff here, and I know that's one of the big reasons why he wants to stay here in Mobile and everything. I get it. Uh, but this dude is legit, man. If you get a chance to see Mary G. Montgomery play this year, take that opportunity because this kid is special at quarterback for them. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, I'm excited for it, man. Hopefully both these boys show out. All that content coming for our members next Wednesday. All right. It's time to make these picks, Blake. Last week uh, we missed on – we both picked A&M over Miami. We obviously missed on that one. We both missed Bama on Texas. Happy to miss on that one. And I picked Vanderbilt over Wake. I said the whole time, this is a stupid pick that I'm not going to get right. And I was right in being wrong. I'm going to trust the doors one more time this weekend, Blake. If they if they lose to UNLV, I ain't picking Vandy the rest of the year. I don't give a damn who they play. Well, I, I took them in the points. I I took their spread, and they still found a way to break my heart. <laughs> uh, I picked Wake Forest uh, outright, but I took Vandy in the points, man. But uh, yeah, they, they're just their offensive line is not good. Their secondary is not good. They couldn't stop the run last Saturday. Vandy, not a good showing, man. I'm sorry. All right, so our picks this week. Me and Blake all agreed this week. Now, there's a couple of these games, though, that I am sketchy about. Let me get this banner off. First off, Georgia, South Carolina, to me, until, I mean, <sighs> this was a game that was kind of a toss-up for me coming into the season. After what I saw South Carolina do versus North Carolina, I ain't rolling with it, Blake. Until mm. I see something out of South Carolina better than what I saw week one, I got to go to Georgia, uh, and I'm going Georgia big. What say you? Yeah, look, football's one in the trenches, right? And we saw that offensive line performance 
from South Carolina week one against North Carolina, then we know that Georgia's defense is going to be more talented than North Carolina's, right? So, uh, yeah, I think Georgia at home. Come on now. Yeah. Ain't, it, ain't it at Georgia, ain't it? Let me double check for you. Uh, UT is going to – Tennessee is going to Florida. Look, I stand by what I said about Florida. I think that Florida is going four and eight this year. Mm. And I've seen some people try to kind of spin this one mm. and say that that maybe Tennessee or Florida has a chance here. This game's always crazy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Joe Milton this, Joe Milton that. Um, it's funny to me about Joe Milton because I'm like one of the very few people that says he's not good and he's not great, that he has his strengths and that he's okay. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the world like some people make it out to be. Um, I don't think he's the greatest. You know, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with his arm strength. But mm-hmm. uh, I've got Tennessee here. 31 to 14, 31 to 10. I just don't think Florida scores any points for decent teams this year. And Tennessee's defense looks much improved. Yeah, look, that line at six is kind of sketchy. I think Tennessee wins this game by a score, maybe 10 points. Um, but it's going to be tough, man. Down in the swamp, Florida will be ready. They'll be up to play. A nice little rivalry game. Uh I like Tennessee, though. I like Tennessee. Uh, I like Tennessee, that how they can run the football. I think they need to establish the run early and make life easy on Joe Milton. All right. Make, make life easy on Joe Milton and uh, and just just get the dub. Tennessee, get the dub uh, by seven to ten points, man. And, by the way, Georgia is at home. So, yeah, big. Yeah, 230 CBS game. Yeah. Um, LSU at Mississippi State at 11 a.m. Look. I almost changed my pick before we started recording. I'm going to stand by my original two takes on these teams, my preseason take, that Mississippi State's going to finish last in the West and that LSU is going to win eight to nine, possibly ten games. Mm-hmm. But I'm wavering on this one, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm going to go I'm going to go LSU – 21 to 17. Hey, what a pick. What a pick. I like Mississippi State to cover, not to win, to cover. All right. And I'm with you, Dustin. I think LSU wins a nail biter. I think they win a nail biter. I think it's going to be close. Um, I think Jaden Daniels makes just enough plays at the end of the game. I think this thing could be a, a three-point game, like a like a, a 24 to 20, something like that, a 24, 21, 23, 20. Uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a damn good football game though. Yes, sir. Kansas State at Missouri. Um, I think Kansas State is a or is it at Missouri? Or is it at uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's at Missouri. I'm Missouri Wilson. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change my pick one way or the other. I'm going with Kansas State because I just think that Kansas State's a good ball club. And Missouri, you got to show me something. Mm-hmm. You got to show me something. So until I see it from Missouri, I don't know. I think that they got a good defense. Uh, I just don't know about Eli. I just don't know about that quarterback situation they got there. And yeah. these are the kind of games where they've they've had these opportunities. And they always seem to blow them. Like it, they're always in the game in the third quarter, it seems like. And then they just don't. I mean, I go back to Georgia game a couple years ago, or whatever, where it's like, well, you got you got it. Here's your opportunity to make a statement. And Missouri just cannot get over that hump as a program. 
So here they are again with the opportunity to get over the hump as a program. Uh, I'm pulling for them. I want to be wrong. I'm pulling for Missouri to do this, but until I see it, I can't rock with it. I'm going Kansas State by, I don't know, 10. Yeah, I like Kansas State by two scores. I like Kansas State to cover easily. Um, I just don't – I don't think Missouri's offense has it in on man to methodically drive the field. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. Kansas State defense, that's what Kansas State, you know, that's their bread and butter. And I'm just not sure Missouri can go down the football field on K-State like that. Uh, and, yeah, give me K-State. I like them to cover the spread. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to contend out in the Big 12 this year for that championship. For sure. Um, Arkansas at BYU, just real quick on this one. Look, or excuse me, BYU at Arkansas. Um, and the Kansas State game is is at Missouri. Um, Arkansas played like they played last week. They're going to lose this damn game. I don't think they do. I'm going to go 31-17 Razorbacks. If they play like that again, though, Blake, Ooh, buddy. What do I got to keep telling you all about KJ Jefferson, man? It's Cam Newton, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. That boy Cam Newton reincarnated. He's big, he's fast, and all that stuff. Anthony Richardson's Cam Newton. And, uh, <laughs> look, I, I just don't believe in Arkansas. Never have, never will, right? right. Uh, they're eight and four forever. To me, uh, that's just what I believe in. If you're an Arkansas fan, I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, just look back at history. All right, <laughs> you know, with me and Dustin are always gonna let you know. Just look back at history. All right, yeah. just look back at history. Uh, I like Arkansas to win the game. I like Arkansas to barely cover by ten. Give me, give me Arkansas thirty-four, BYU twenty-four. Okay. Ole Miss playing the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Uh, I know that Georgia Tech has improving. This is a weird game for Ole Miss, one that they could like slip up and, and you know make a mistake here. They just had a tough game at Tulane. Yeah. But ultimately, I'm going to go with Hottie Toddy. I think that offensive line is just too much. I think that Quashawn Judkins is just too much. I think that Lane Kiffin is one of the best play callers in the nation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Ole Miss 37, Georgia Tech 21. Oh, you got Georgia Tech covering. Mm. What's the spread here? 18. Oh, yeah, I'll cover that. You think you think Georgia Tech covers? Yeah, they'll cover that. They're improving. They are. They are. I, I and and look, I mean, if you're out there going the SEC gonna smoke the ACC, you take that shit back to some other season because that ain't yeah. it right now. It ain't it ain't against nobody for real. Like we, we ain't look good against a whole lot. Um uh, man. Gimme uh I like Ole Miss to cover it at home. I like gimme uh gimme forty two to twenty Ole Miss. All right. Um Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt playing UNLV. I'm gonna keep this real short and simple. Vanderbilt. I'm a game down because of y'all, and I'm I, I I want I want so bad to just for Vanderbilt to make a bowl game and to believe that you can improve off of five and seven and go six and six, and yeah. that future future astronauts and future engineers and everything they got going on over there can at least make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for the SEC doormat and Vandy to play in the runner revs of UNLV. I'm going Vandy 
24 to 23 and a half. That's how much I believe in this pick. I like Vandy to cover. And oh, I, took, goodness. I took them on one of my parlays. Yeah, I like Vandy to cover. I like Vandy to win this game by two scores. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Barry Odom. All right. Barry Odom is now at UNLV, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but l- listen to this. All right. Listen to this. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying that there's a chance. You want them to go to a bowl game? There's a chance. <laughs> They're at UNLV. They should beat UNLV. Dog, if you can't beat UNLV, then you don't need to be playing football anymore. All right. No, they're two and one right now, right? And two and one. Let's say UNLV okay. three and one. All right. Then you get Kentucky at 11 a.m. next week at home. All right. Mm-hmm. That end zone better be built. Gonna need it. Gonna need it. All right. Then you got Missouri at home. Hey, what are we talking about here? That that'd be three, four, five if you could beat both of them. I mean, I don't yeah. think they beat Kentucky, but I think they got a shot against Missouri. And then you go to Florida, the way Florida's looked. Yeah. You know, hey, Van Day, this is a must-win <laughs> game. It's a must-win yeah. game. Gotta have it. I like Vandy to cover, Dustin. Okay. I hear you. Blake got more faith in the doors than I do. Yeah. Uh all right. On to the matchup that everybody here really, really cares about. Blake, I should have got yours before I made the banner. But my final score prediction, and for full disclosure, if you guys watching already know, we couldn't have been more wrong last week. It's not possible to be more wrong. Uh, Blake nailed week one. I have been off both weeks. So I'm going to go 45-14 to here. I think that the boys – this is a get-in, get-out situation, like you said. Let's say just keep everybody healthy. Uh, it's more about what I need to see execution-wise. Well, I don't want to see the penalties. I don't want to see the turnovers. I want to see the execution on offense, all those things. I care much more about those things than I do about the score. I also do think that the trip to California will play a small factor in this game this week. And also, I guess you could say trap game. I don't think it's going to really be a close game, so I don't know if you can call it that. But I do think it's a tough situation because the boys, obviously, you can get up for a 930 road game in California. You can find a way to, okay, we know this is a big game. We need to get fired up and be be into it. Obviously, the defense was. Um, And I don't think lack of intensity was a problem on offense. It was just holding on to the damn football and penalties. Um, So, But I think that the the, the trip – the comeback, I think it's going to take them a couple of days to get back in their rhythm. And then I think looking ahead to AM next week could possibly be a thing. Hopefully, from an offensive perspective, they're so embarrassed by what they put on film last week that they feel like they kind of lost last week. That's the feeling that they should have. They didn't really contribute to the win other than that one drive at the end, obviously. Um, because even the, the touchdown drive, the defense got them the ball right there. So it wasn't a drive, the first touchdown. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, the defense gave them the ball in the red zone almost. Um, so. From an offensive standpoint, those guys should feel like they should be feeling mentally like they lost last week. I mean, they have a ton of things to improve. I mean, so they, they should be fired up and ready to go. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be looking ahead next week. So I'm going to go 45 to 14, and just kind of one of them situations where you're just kind of slow, right? Maybe at halftime it's 21 to three or 21 to seven, and then at the end of the third it's 35 to seven, and then you just kind of the second and third strings are in. The thing to watch here is if we get up big, who comes in at the number two quarterback? That's 
that's what I'm watching for this week. I'll give you mine. Um, I've been going back and forth on it. I like 52 to 10 Auburn. I like 52 to 10 Auburn. Um, I like, look, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to hang with him. All right. I'm going to hang with Peyton. I'm going to stick with him. I called when he hit the portal. I said, Hey, this is Auburn's next quarterback. I've been on the Peyton train and I'm going to stick with him. I got 52 to 10. I think he gets it going. I think you're going to see a confident Peyton. Um, I want to see us air it out. Like I said earlier, I want to see us, man, take the shots. All right. Take the shots. Stop being late on your throws. All right. Play with confidence, man. Play with a spark. One thing I've always loved is I love a quarterback to come out loose, man. I see it a lot with Will Rogers. If you watch Will Rogers play at Mississippi State, he plays loose, man. There's like there's like a swagger about him. All right. He's in the he's in the huddle with his guys. He's he's smiling. He's being a leader. He's pointing guys. Man, with Peyton, I just kind of see a like a a dull. Uh, like in shot face, right? Like he's just kind of. I don't. I don't know if that's his personality. If he's like just soft spoken, kind of held back or whatever. But then we've seen him standing up in front of the team as a team captain. He don't know the fight song. I don't know if he saw that today. I did not. I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, so they put out the new thing, uh, the Auburn Every Day, which is taking the place of the Auburn Football Review, which I'm not even going to get into. Um, but. Yeah, they showed they they showed the clip of them singing the fight song at Cal, and uh, everyone everyone gets give him hell, give him hell, stand up and yell, "Hey!" Uh, Peyton threw his up on give him hell. He did. He's off. <laughs> he's all right. Cut him some slack. Him some game slack. to game yeah. two. Yeah, it'll be all right. Hey, look, look. One thing I want to say right here, man, is uh, it's still it's it's still game two at Cal, right? All right, give it, give him, give him a minute to to get it underneath him. All right, he was late getting on campus. All right, he's still trying to get his feet wet. All right, this is the weekend for him to come out and and take that step. I know it's Sanford. I know it's Sanford, but you got to take it this weekend. You've got to grasp everything before we go to College Station. You've got to make that leap. You've got to play with confidence, man. Auburn, stop turning the football over, all right? Cadillac should have had duct tape around every one of them. A ball in hand, duct tape, all right? In math class like this. Yes. Hey, three points of contact, baby, all right? I need it. I got to see it. We got to hold on to the football. And that goes for Peyton Thorne, all right? If if Buddy doesn't blow that dead, we're in trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. If he doesn't blow that dead, we are in trouble. Okay. Yeah. And the bad part about it is, is Dark West is sitting there in the flat open. You should have a first down five seconds before that ever even happens. And uh yeah, I don't even know, I don't even know if on best case, worst case, we even got to our worst cases. So I'm gonna start out here real quick. Worst case is you get out of this thing and went in 35 to 17, 35 to 20, or something like that, and then you have the same choppy looking offense. And then we just have a whole week of going, what in the world happens when we get to AM? Yeah. That like it needs to look crisp, or otherwise, if if Thorne doesn't look good Saturday, you the, the problem with what would happen is is the questions that would start to arise because 
Hugh Free said this week, I want Peyton Thorne to take a hold of the job. And then he, and then we, we brought up the comments and the, the, our kind of our take on them as mm-hmm. far as Robbie and, and Holder nipping out the heels. Well, if it doesn't look good this week, Blake, huh, do you, your next three games are not the ideal games to be starting a new kid. Yeah. You don't you don't want to be starting holding versus these next three opponents we have. Now, is AM secondary sketchy? For sure. Facts. And if Holden really has the arm talent, yes. Is LSU secondary sketchy? Robbie lit him up for 374 last year. And it ain't got no better from what I've seen. So it's there to be had. It's more about do you want Holden's first start to be one of those games? Whether even if it's a Georgia at home, at least it's at home, but still look who you're playing. So yeah. I don't know. To me, that is really would be the bad. Is even if you come out of this with a win, if it doesn't look good and you just went off of athleticism and you went off of Jarquez and Damari and, and Jeremiah busting some big runs and maybe Simp has a big play or DJ has a big play on defense, maybe Keontae busts a punt or something and you went off that, then the question is really starting to rise and then it's a bad time for them to arise. So it is crucial that Peyton Thorne take this job this week and say, this is my job. I'm the guy because otherwise, man, the questions are going to be hard ones and it's not a good time on our schedule to have those questions. I, th- I um, think he will. I think he will though, Dustin. I think okay. he will. I'm, 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 I'm sticking in his corner. I, I text you yesterday and I said, Hey, stick with him. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to turn the corner. Okay. I even text Dustin this. Now, I'm not making a comparison or anything like this, but let's just go back to the 2010 season, all right? Cam didn't look great against Mississippi State in week two, all right? He didn't look like a Heisman Trophy winner. He threw for 130 yards in Starkville. It it didn't look like a clean offense, Dustin. It it looked like we were going to struggle a little bit, right? I mean, you saw the potential there. But it wasn't a crisp game, all right? Now, Mississippi State had a hellacious defense that year. I mean, I'll give them that. If they would have had a quarterback, they might have done something, you know. Uh, But I think they went eight and four that year. Uh, So, I mean, I know they were a damn good team, but Cam still had his struggle. He threw a pick that night, all right? So, let's let's just – let's – stay behind Peyton, man. I really think he's going to turn the corner. The opportunities are there. They're going to be there against Texas A&M. Let's all say it together, okay? Their DBs and their secondary Mm. are cheeks, all right? I watched them play Miami, and it ain't good. Buddy is sitting on the edge of that hot seat, and they're waiting for somebody to just flick him right on off, okay? Mm. 70 million, 80 million, 90 million, they don't care. All right, the Jimbo experiment is – and we've been calling it. We've been calling it. All right, I don't think he makes it through the season. I just don't. And I think next Saturday it's it, it's final with an L to Auburn. Mm. I'll go ahead and say it. All right, I think Auburn comes out here. They spank Sanford. They get confident, and they get ready to go to Aggieland and open up a can of whoop ass. All right. That's me, Dustin. I hear you. I like it. We've been saying that all summer. Can we be the ones? Um, my final <laughs> thoughts, man. <laughs> so, in 2010, CTE is real. In 2010, the Starving Bell picked up Greg McElroy and slammed him to the ground to kind of put a beautiful, beautiful finale on the comeback. One of my favorite 
favorite Auburn pictures. I remember last year when Greg McElroy said that Auburn fans were being unfair to Brian Harson. I just uh, took that tweet and then quote tweeted it with a picture of Sharvin Bell body slamming him and said, what's he talking about, bro? I'm here to ask Greg McElroy again, who is actually a really good analyst. Um, Greg McElroy said today on the show with Cole Kublik that Outcast is one of the most overrated groups of all time. I'm going to repeat that again. Greg McElroy said that Outcast, Big Boy, and Andre 3000 are one of the most overrated rap groups or overrated music groups of all time. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what? Who? Who came? What do you? I, I know one thing. Greg McElroy will never, ever run the tunes riding with me. This is a dumb take. This is a CTE take. This is a Bammer take. And the people that it's were... The people, the people that were playing to this, I saw some people going, you old heads put Outcast on a pedestal. Ain't nobody putting Outcast on a pedestal. Outcast put Outcast on a pedestal. And so rap in the South was completely looked down upon, was a complete joke. No one took it seriously. These outcasts got booed. At the first award show, when they won, and I, I wish I could remember exactly what award show it was, but the point was, it was a big award show, like larger than rap type show. It was a show for all of music. I want to say the Grammys, but I'm not 100 on this. Outcast wins. They get booed because rap from the South was viewed as a joke. They launch it into a whole nother stratosphere, and then you see this the rap scene in Houston take off with people like UGK. I'm not even gonna get on this whole thing. This is a really, really, really dumb take. And the guy that told our boy Ike Jones that Nicki Minaj is better than Outkast on Twitter today, homie, delete your Twitter, delete Spotify, whatever it is you listen to music on, delete your ears. Cut your ears off because you have no idea. I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Outkast is not overrated. This was going around on Twitter today. If you believe this, you, you need serious, serious help. Serious help. There's something wrong with you. If you don't like, I like the way you move. You got problems, serious problems. Mm. Uh, I think Greg's a, a country music guy. Uh, I like from, country too. I think he's a country music guy from Texas, man. I think he's a. Uh, then say you don't like rap. Don't say what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, it it was uh, <laughs> the, the guy with Nicki Minaj. I look, I didn't see that, but uh, just say you're 20 years old. Okay. Right. Uh, just, just say that uh, it, it would work out a whole lot better. Uh, but, um, and our guy Cole Kublik, he, he stood up for outcast, you know, and, and he was in that era. Right. So yeah, good for Cole, man. Uh, and, and one thing I want to say for my final thoughts is talking about Cole Kublik. I have seen uh, some, some Ole Miss people on oh, Twitter. Get them, boy. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting back on that Ole Miss train. Uh, don't like them. All right. Period. They think they're better than what they are. Um, and they're irrelevant to me. They're a baseball school. And I'll always say that. Um, but they said last year that Cole Kublik, uh, during the Arkansas game was basically, uh, belittling the Ole Miss program was throwing jabs, throwing shade, about Lane going to Auburn and was uh, pinpointing players on the Ole Miss roster 
uh, that would transfer with him. Like we all know, Judkins. All right, <laughs> we're like like we we get it. We we saw the talk. All right, but one thing I want to say is they're now saying that he doesn't he shouldn't be allowed to come to Oxford, Mississippi to do a broadcast for one of their games. Let me tell you something. Play the clip back, <laughs> right? Cole Kublik never once said anything like that, okay? Were they making jokes about it? Yeah, the Arkansas students were chanting Auburn the entire game. <laughs> right? Right. And by the way, you were getting your doors blown off, all right? You were getting beat to sleep. Now, the man never said anything like that. Never. It never come out of his mouth. Play the clip back. This guy is one hell of a journalist. He's one hell of a commentator. I think he does an A-plus job on SEC Network. Him and Roman Harper's new show is just spot on, man. It is spot on. It's a hell of a show. And by God, dude, like nobody shows Auburn more love than Cole. So I'm going to take up for him 10 out of 10 times, all right? Because of what he did last year at the tunnel with Cadillac, all right, that was A-plus stuff. And I know a lot of people from other fan bases didn't like it, and they were like, oh, that's unfair. He shouldn't be able to do that, yada, 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 all right? Dude, I thought that was one of the best in-game, in-the-moment performances from a guy on field that you'll ever see in college football. I thought it was electric what he did with Cadillac. But for you to come out and say that he's terrible at his job and he shouldn't be allowed back in Oxford, he's one of the best that the SEC Network has in ESPN, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm sick of seeing that stuff. The, The dude never said anything like that. He was answering the questions that were given to him. The and one he, clip I saw posted of it, it wasn't even him. They were saying the Ole Miss fan was like, here's the clip right here. And then I played it. I'm like, that's not even Cole talking. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And and and, and I'm I'm sick of people coming at him, man. I'm sick of people uh, you know, bashing his name over something stupid like that when your coach is the one who <laughs> put you in that position. <laughs> your coach, your coach was cheating on you. Mm. Your coach was going behind your back talking to other females, all right? Auburn was his side piece, all right? And he said, hey, Auburn, all right, I like you, all right? I'm interested. I want to see what some of that's about. So, who's the big-time agent, Dustin? Mr. Mr. Sexton. Hey, Dr. Sexton. All right, yes, sir, Mr. Jimmy starts rolling in. And he says, hey, let me use Ole Miss. Let me use my current wife right here, all right? Let me put her in lingo so I can get more money. He puts you in that situation to get made fun of on national TV. That's how it went down. So guess who's at fault? Not Cole Kublik. It's your own damn coach, Lane Kiffin. He's at fault. So stop blaming Cole. It wasn't on him. It was on you, Ole Miss, look yourself in the mirror, all right? I'm sick of it, bro. I'm tired of it. Cole's a good-ass dude, and war damn eagle to that. October 21st. 
October, yeah, and ask. <laughs> and ask. <laughs> yeah, we'll see y'all then. Until then, we will be back 3 p.m. Central Time to review Auburn's big win versus Sanford Bulldogs. Let's go get a W, man, 3-0. and War Damn Eagle, 3 p.m. Central Time Sunday to recap this win. We'll see y'all then. We're out of here.